Hello, this is episode 377 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So I just recorded a separate podcast for the subscription space onto the Authentic channel about world events. One of the reasons that I've created separate spaces for my work is so that I have spaces for them to be received first. And when I'm drawn, I'll open those up or maybe just leave them to those places. So there's always themes to my work. No idea what I'm going to call this podcast. Maybe our input into the environment. One of the themes that I've seen in the last number of weeks is so many students that I've been working with who have gone through so much and have risen to the challenge, gained confidence, conquered many of their demons and returned to the school system and given it another try. And on so many occasions, they've been failed again by the same environments because they're the same environments. And I often say to people, well, I found myself writing the same line in emails, which is when it's time to talk about something publicly. It's like, I didn't expect this to be different because the environment hadn't changed and neither had the people. And so they do another round of being put into a space with the person who has bullied them initially. They do another round of feeling like there's something wrong with them. And with a bunch of individuals, including the school, turning up to treat them like as if there's something to be fixed, that there's something wrong with them. And all that's wrong with them is that they've suffered an injustice and that they're not able to deal with bullying, that it has, they're not able to become a bully that they're sensitive, kind-hearted people, the sort of people we want in humanity who feel completely broken by the environments. They haven't got what it takes to go in and wrestle with it and fight back. And that's a good thing. But I'm always fascinated how much resources this takes. It takes resources to work with these people outside. It takes resources to make them feel like there's something wrong with them. It takes resources to give them a label. It takes resources to fix them. And it would take so little to not fail them to begin with. And when I created classes, I interviewed all the students. I knew who was coming into the building. I knew who would go together. Now, I did a lot of other things as well in terms of who needed to be the best in the class, who needed to be a little bit invisible, who needed the challenge, who'd had enough challenges. I I placed people in all sorts of ways in terms of their needs for, for achievement. The sort of psychology that would help them to, to strive. But I'm talking about a really basic awareness a basic awareness in people's backgrounds, in their interests, in the ways that they would gel, in the ways that, you know, we, we, we talk over and over, you know, oh, we send people to school to socialise and to make friends. And coming out of the pandemic, if I hear any more rubbish about how people don't have social skills because they didn't get to go to school, it's like, it's a really poor reflection in our society if you can't gain social skills within your family and your home environment, and your family connections. But you're not gaining social skills in school. You're not gaining anything like that. What you're gaining is 
to become a bully or to become a victim at this point. If you wish to create social skills, you will have to create the environment. You will have to put as much effort into creating that environment and seeing each student who turns up fresh to that space, each individual that turns up there, and placing them with care and attention into those environments and fostering social interaction. If you put as much effort into that, that would take less resources than it takes to fix people or to fix mental health or to fix anxiety or to fix suicide or to fix any of the other things that you think you now need to fix for the teenage population. If you put a small amount of thought, compassion and consideration into each set of cohort of students arriving into your environment and you helped them to connect and bond with each other, you wouldn't need any of those resources and you wouldn't continually fail people. And if having listened to the stories of those students and you still can't count offer them compassion and you still, after everything they go through and come back to your environment, you can place them in the same classes with the same people who terrorised and bullied them. They don't need to be fixed. You need to open your mind. You either are really oblivious or you really lack any compassion and care or attention to detail, to repeat that, and to repeat it across multiple environments in the same season for different people over and over every year. People don't need to be fixed, you just need to care. You just need to care about what it took for those people to return to the environments. And what little details that you needed to do in order to help them. And that's without even getting to a conversation about the fact that individuals can go through school and bully people for all six years and no one looks to see what's wrong in that person's life. There's always something wrong with the victim, but you never look to see what help or support is needed for the people who are acting out. And if you put your focus there, we'd have a different world. And if this is about making people feel important or making them feel like they're, they're doing something and that they have an impact, they just need to shift their focus. If those resources were, were shifted to a different place and a different moment in time and a different mindset of what needed to be fixed, a sense of what needed to be changed to create a healthy environment, what needed to be cared for and fostered in the people who are struggling. If we saw the bullies as struggling people who needed our help, our whole school terrain would look different in every country across the world.